I already started recording audio, bro. I'm like here. Fine. Here. I am recording. You are recording. I am we recording. Are recording. You are recording. We are recording. Recording. We are recording. 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 So what's going on, dude? What's, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> We're here. We are. Um, what's going on on yeah. your end? Uh, you know. What's going on your bell end, if you know what I mean? <laughs> Pain, misery, suffering, all of the above. Do you know what? You a, know. Do you know what the? Do you know what the bell end is? <laughs> That's what British people call like the tip of your dick. No, I know, I know. So, so pain, misery, suffering—you're still gonna stick with that. That one? was a cock and ball torture joke, and oh. you ruined it. Hey, so. dude, cock and ball torture is no joke. That's that good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I've been working through the pandemic, and it's been terrible. And yes, it has. It's been fucking miserable. So I'm yeah. glad to have a day off. Yeah. Nice. Uh, outside of work, I've been doing a lot of like you know uh, commiserating with others about how miserable things are. Yeah. And, uh, uh, know, wait, other, have you like, have you been watching, waiting, commiserating? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, she left me roses by the stairs. Uh, Surprises let me know she cares. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, work sucks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I've been up to a few interesting things, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I what? mentioned last time that I was making candles, so I did a bit of that. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Um, Any, anything else cool, interesting? You think happened? That, is Ted Cruz's name short for, like, Ted, like, Theodore Cruz or, like, Tedrick Cruz? No, no, no. So it's something totally different. It's, like, his, his Cuban name, like, uh, one sec. Uh got a weird name. No, he, he definitely has, that's not his name at all. It's uh, Raphael Edward Cruz is his full name. So Ted makes nice. Ted makes sense there. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Raphael. He's, he, he, got, he got the fucking name of a goddamn Ninja Turtle and he fucking just <laughs> throws that right yeah, in the Yeah, why gutter? would you throw that away? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, if I was named Leonardo or, you know, Machiavelli or whatever the fuck the other ones are named, like, it would be dope. Mach- Mach- Machiavelli? You think that's one of the fucking Ninja Turtles? <laughs> you're just... You're just pull- <laughs> right? I mean, pulling out any like, fo- the Merovingian, that's like, one N- of them Nietzsche? Too, right? Was it Nietzsche? Nietzsche? Is that how you pronounce it? Wasn't he one of the turtles? <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle or whatever, <laughs> fucking you know? good. Karl Marx was he one of the major <laughs> mortals? <laughs> the Pizza Manifesto. I have read that. <laughs> it's pizza. pretty good. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I think it, I, to that I say uh, cowabunga. <laughs> you have nothing to lose but your cowabunga. Uh, do we really stand that to lose, though, if we're being honest? Like, could we true. Just potentially gain more Calabunga for all? That's true. That's, uh, well, I mean, like, the promise of communism is a uh, really, like, state run and administered Calabunga. Like, <laughs> you know, in the transitional period of socialism, you have, like, socially owned Calabunga. So you have, like, <laughs> kind of large, like, unions. Uh, sure. 
you know, dispensing of like cowabunga in perhaps like barter systems to figure out like uh, who needs the most cowabunga where. Exactly. Um, you know, in a nationalized cowabunga system, there's actually a lot to be said for it. Like, especially with like the supply chains that we have now, we could nationalize cowabunga so easily. So easily. Um, More cowabunga for all. Bernie talks about this a lot. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been I've been thinking a lot about a lot of different things lately. You know how there's like, you know, shows or like music or you know just entertainment of some kind where there's 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 stuff that you are like oh i definitely need to check this out and you do and then there's stuff where it's like oh it would be cool to check this out i want to check this out but you like never do because it's never important enough yeah that's that's how i feel about like uh babylon 5 Oh, that's exactly how I feel about Babylon 5. And I've watched all of those other shows. Like, literally all of them except Babylon 5. I haven't like, watched Farscape either, good. and I really need to watch Farscape. Oh, Farscape's so good. And, you, dude, you should really watch SG-1. Yeah, no, I've heard SG-1's really good, too. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, if you want to do a rewatch with me, I will I will watch it. Do an SG-1? Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, so for, for media like that, like there's always like a billion things on that list for me. Um, one of the things though, that's been coming up recently that I've been thinking about a lot is obviously Robert, Robert zombie, you know, always in my mind, Bob, Bob Uh, zombie, always in the back of my, my drag, drag your mind, you know, (laughs) it slams Uh, in the back of your drag your mind. (laughs) Exactly. Um, well, so recently I've been waking up, and early on in the day, I've been like, you know, I should listen to some Rob Zombie today. That would be that'd be all right. Mm-hmm. And I, I never fucking do, <laughs> like ever. Like I never, I never do. And it's, it's, it's only it's fine. Music. It's yeah. it's never really that disappointing to me that I don't do that. But mm-hmm. I keep having these moments where I'm like, yeah, I, I should do that, and I don't. And I'm okay with either outcome. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Got any cool stories about like rock stars putting their cocks in burritos? That was fun last. Oh time. god, that's such a good thing to think about. I say I think about that every time I I listen to Motley Crue. So, okay, here's some other stuff I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I thought about the the syphilitic rock star dicks in burritos a lot this this past yeah. week. Yeah, and part of that was brought up because I was um I was watching a playthrough of a video game on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now. You may be familiar with this game. You may not be. This is a game from 2002. Okay. Um, it was released for the PlayStation 2, Nintendo GameCube, and original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called BMX Triple X. I do recall it vaguely, yeah. Tell me what you remember about BMX Triple X, Chris. If I recall, it was very. It had like a pretty new metal soundtrack, didn't it? Was that that one? Uh, there, there's some new metal on there, but it's not. It's not entirely new metal, no. It has a pretty good soundtrack, actually. Uh, I feel like I watched, like, Angry Video Game Nerd or somebody do that one. So, BMX XXX is made by the the same team that made the Dave Mira Freestyle BMX games. uh, Dave Dave Mira Freestyle BMX 1 and 2. Um, And so, this this is, like, the third game in that series. Uh, but what happened was, long story short, Dave Mira dropped out, and so they no longer they had a bike game, but with nobody to be the front person for the bike game. Cop. So they decided to add 
boobs. So it ha- it features Sick. at least in the Nintendo GameCube version, which is the dirtiest, filthiest version of that game. Believe it or not, um, all the versions are different, but the the GameCube version is the one with the the tits. Mm-hmm. It has the the just exposed tits. You know, um, it's pretty cool. The, even the PS2 version censored tits. Hate to see that. Um, but yeah, GameCube version tits. Uh, anyways, it's a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is not good. Is not fun to play. Uh, but it has a pretty good soundtrack, and there are boobs. And I've been thinking about this game a lot because I was watching uh, somebody do a playthrough of this game, and one of the songs on the soundtrack is, of course, "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. um, which yeah. you you can't listen to that song and not think about you know their dicks and burritos. burritos. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually went on a, a deeper dive into that and actually looked into the, like the full story, mm-hmm. and I believe it was actually Vince Neil who told the story, and he actually said okay. specifically that they used to get breakfast burritos. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's so much worse. <laughs> and I was I like, that. like. It added a whole new dimension to the story. And I know. Yeah, that's, it, that's like it just that, that it just lies that it, it was like in the morning. Exactly right. I'm like, well, because because yeah, he was like he was talking stuff like you know we we did it a lot in the back of a van like you know it'd be before loading or something like that. I'm like, what? Are you, why are you getting a breakfast? Who's got loaded at like eight a.m.? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, uh yeah, that's amazing. Uh. Good and like, aren't breakfast burritos frequently spicy? Like that seems like something that would be very risky yeah. to like and to like insert your. It's just like you. why, like why the, and I'm like, I don't know. But but then they'd like tell their girlfriends that they just like drop the burrito in their lap and like I'm wondering how many times they actually use that excuse because it made it sound like he he made it sound like they did this <laughs> frequently and I'm like, yeah yeah. How many times are they actually gonna be like? Why do, why does he keep, why does he keep dropping a breakfast burrito in his lap? Like, you figure after <laughs> I mean, so many times, he'd just eat it standing up, or or like get, in the in the shower. Yeah, get a napkin. <laughs> yes, shower burrito. Like, uh, <laughs> we're what. We're gonna okay, keep okay. revisiting this conversation because <laughs> I, I love the this. Is a piece of minutia that I just hate so much that we gotta <laughs> talk about it again. Okay, okay. So on that same track, what's the coolest thing you've ever eaten in the shower? Good question. Or most coolest or most unusual thing you've ever eaten in the shower? You know, I'm not a big shower eater. I actually don't think I have a good answer for this. I drank a lot of stuff in the shower. but Cool. Like what? I don't know. Like, I'll have a shower beer pretty often or, you know, just a, a beverage there in the shower. So I can take, like, a nice 20-minute shower and have, like, a, a nice um, diet Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> Do they still make that weird goth diet Mountain Dew that you were obsessed with? So they made... They, they do... Um, and they only made, they made, like, every variety in cans for, like, a week. But then, because of COVID, they just stopped production. 
Oh yeah, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah, apparently. Because okay. I actually, well, so I actually called into um, Swartz and Coke to try to find if there was anywhere in the city where they actually made it, and I found the guy who could tell me the info, and he's like, "Oh no, uh, they they made that for like." two weeks but then like uh because of covid they like totally switched their production back to just the main line until like further notice and i'm like fuck hate to see it just the main line brother and so i'm not sure if you've noticed but like in grocery stores like the variety of like mainline coke and pepsi has kind of gone down recently no i i don't buy those products so i've definitely not noticed well Look who's a cocksucker. <laughs> no, you? <laughs> I, I, it's like, what am I supposed to say there? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, look. <laughs> cool. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britt. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head, a Bucket Welcome, bot slogs, friends, and bucket heads. This is episode 12. Of getting head, a bucket cast. Is it really only twelve? It feels like so much more of my life. <laughs> it does. It feels like we should be like on Pike a hundred at this point, but alas, we're in the mid thirties. And guess what? <laughs> we're in the mid. No, actually, we're yeah, early thirties really, still. Like, still early. Yeah, early thirties. Yeah. I'm getting a bit thirties. I'm almost there. Almost there. Almost I'm beating you. Yeah, I'm beating you. I'm beating you. I'm gonna beat you. Beat you to death. Cool. By that I mean I'm gonna die first. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're like vegan and like not like constantly smoking and drinking, so. Eh. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, we, you get in the words of Depeche Mode, you have to make this life livable. That's know? true. And uh, in today's day and age, that is hard because life is killing me. Life is a fucking bitch and a half. Mm -hmm. Bitch and three quarters at this point, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Like, we have definitely... I was uh, thinking about Borders Books the other day. You remember Borders Books? Yeah, yeah, Borders Books. That was, uh, I mean, kind of a contemporary of, like, Barnes & Noble. I didn't like how they were, like, set up as much, though, at least in our hometown. I... I liked it. I liked what, okay, this is what I liked about Borders, right? Borders, mm -hmm. just, they had very tall shelves. And they, they had, did. They were, all the shelves were always full of books. It had a more and, of a library feel than like Barnes yeah. and Noble does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt very dense, mm -hmm. whereas Barnes and Noble felt like very sparse and spread out. Right. Uh, I mean, admittedly, it was an enormous building. Like, how the fuck? That place is still open in, in Alaska, like, of all places. Like, okay. <laughs> people read there i guess i don't know uh 
I mean, I, I enjoyed going there. Like, I liked, yeah. like, getting a magazine or book or something, like, reading yeah. it and drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, hanging but out. That with... was, like, back before I had a smartphone, you know? It's like, once I got a smartphone, I was like, hey, well, magazines don't need to exist anymore. Yeah, like, I, I can't imagine, but... like, hanging out at a bookstore all day now. Like, unless I was there to yeah. just, like, do homework. And that I haven't done homework in, like, a decade, so. Oh, yeah. What's, yeah. What's the point of going to a bookstore unless I need to buy a book? Yeah. Ow. That was a cool... Neat to see that. Yeah, that was a cool neck thing. Yikes. Neat. Yeah. Just broke my neck, Spencer. Goodbye. I'm dead now. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Good, good night, everybody. Yeah. What's, uh... What's been on your... What's What you've been listening to this week? Oh, dude, I'm obsessed with this this album. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so burping so much i just drink this beer um i've been obsessed with this album by this band called foxjaw uh p-h-o-x-j-a-w mm-hmm. foxjaw they have an album uh came out this year i don't know when it came out um or i mean i don't know what point in the year it came out but it came out this year it's called royal swan um and it is i think pretty easily my album of the year for this year and mm. I've been listening to it so much. It's so good. I, I really, really, really like it. It's like a mix of a lot of different genres that yeah. should clash, but it's pulled off so well that um, it just remains like super interesting and, and fresh and, and, and fun. And I really, really enjoyed it. And just so it makes sense to folks listening to this down the line or when we actually publish it, uh, the year he's talking about is 2020. Oh yeah. Uh, cause Today is actually the last day of twenty. We are recording this on yeah uh, the thirty first, which will give you an idea of our turnaround time, I guess. Oh, dude, I, I'm sure so many people care and are looking forward to hearing about that. Listen, the guy <laughs> in France. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh yeah, but uh, Ted Cruz. What about him? R- Raphael. Raphael. <laughs> God, he would be the worst fucking Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, it's so shitty. Like, just absolute failure in every regard. Yeah. yeah. And imagine Michelangelo is replaced by Mike Huckabee Angelo. <laughs> Dude, you've watched the video of Mike Huckabee and Brian Head Welch playing uh, Freak on a Leash, right? Like, only once every month. I, will, I watch it every time I masturbate, because it's the best thing I've ever seen. So you're watching it now? Nobody's supposed Shh. to know that. I'm almost finished. Shh. <laughs> uh, yeah, either the, it's either uh, when it comes to the spank bank, uh, my first go-tos are that one and then uh, Mike Pence talking about Garfield's birthday on oh, the yeah, Senate you can't floor. Oh, forget that. That's oh, essential. That's always on the, on the playlist. I refuse to forget it. Right. Oh, right. No, that one. Uh, that that one. and some, 19, some late 1990s McDonald's commercials. You gotta right, right. Well, you know. But uh, I can't come too fast. No, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. It's like, oh. hello. You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Hangs up phone. Who was it, Ronald? They didn't say, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
that causes me to just seize up views. Oh, and every time I see the the hamburglar, oh god. Yeah. I uh, I, I, more like sperm burglar. Am I right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, because he steals all my cum, baby. Hell yeah. Empty that booty, baby. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh. Sure. I don't know. What are we even talking? What are we doing? What What is this? What, What's happening? What's anything, man? Yeah, What's anything? Um, you know, for a second, like, as I was saying man, I was, like, checking myself, like, it is, is that their pronouns? <laughs> like, wait a second, this is Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He just has girl's hair. That's the only... Like that like, oh, no. I don't want to be a, a thing. I don't want to be a dingus. Wow, we should try to write an original song. God, it's been a while since I, I did know. that with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but we could we could write an original piece of music. We could we could put it in this podcast. We could. We would, do you want to write a second Pluribus Swap song? Oh wow! Sure. Yeah. For for Sounds anybody good. listening, um. We actually never really talk about it. We talked about it briefly with Matt. Um, sure. But all of the music on this podcast was uh, either written or performed or written and performed by one of us or the both of us. This is true, yeah. Um, yeah. I just have a whole a whole backup blog of just a bunch of like me and Spencer's old recordings and a bunch of his old beats and stuff like that. And I just oh, yeah. throw them on there. Um, you know, I figure... N- we're never going to be in any like violation of anything. And I've started using like oh, yeah. brief sound clips. Like uh, last time, I definitely uh, went ahead and used a clip of saliva. Here comes the boom. Oh wait, click click boom. Sorry. <laughs> I love that you <laughs> keep calling it. Here comes. Whatever. Pod saliva. Who cares? <laughs> Payable on saliva. There you go. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. By the way. <laughs> Is it all right? Payable on saliva. Click click. Boom. How does the other one go? Click, click, bazinga. Click, click, bazinga. <laughs> Coming down from the stereo. Click, click, bazinga. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so since it's the end of the year, I was thinking that we could talk about some of our uh, most favorite and least favorite moments of 2020. <sighs> I, for one, don't have any favorite moments. (laughs) Listen, listen. Okay, I will say one thing that has been just lovely. I have never seen so many cop cars on fire in my life is this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so 2020 gave us that. That is true. That is nice. That was nice to see. I liked it when like all of my beads were just like filled with cop cars on fire. Yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like I mean, and and really, ultimately, this year I hope will be like a watershed year for, I mean, especially American society, where we really realize that the system is against us, the people. Like, it's not made for our benefit, not our benefit. It's made for somebody's benefit, but those people will never listen to this podcast because they have shit to do. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Hey, I think you're overstating here. No one listens to this podcast. (laughs) Listen, 
guy in France, I recognize we, you, even if Spencer thinks you. you don't exist. You know, speaking of weird, we listened to three Buckethead albums. Yeah, speaking of weird, it's really not weird that you fucking forgot. <laughs> Again! Oh! God ah! damn it, Spencer. Okay. All right, you're right. Brit, uh, what's... Brit, Brit, Brit. Brit. What, what is Listen it? Listen to me. What, Listen what, to me, okay. What? I don't know. Brit, can you please mm-hmm. hit me with a bucket fact? Bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. So I, uh, I kind of took a deep dive into this one. Okay. Um. Someone on the internet uh, was wondering, like, the date of a Buckethead thing, and I was wondering, like, if you could actually go ahead and date a lot of, like, Buckethead video and picture material based on what he's wearing on his head. Sure. The history of the bucket, if you will. The history of the bucket. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, the bucket's head of, like, of history of headwear, if you will. Bucket history. Um, and so I, I came up with what I think is actually a pretty definitive, like a definitive list, uh, from like the late eighties of what he has worn, um, in certain eras. And I think you can actually, um, chop it up into five very distinct eras. And, uh, the first one is going to be, uh, pre 1992. Okay. What I I call pre-praxis or the deli creep days. So, uh, pretty much the only surviving material of him before Praxis is a couple of videos he did of like just himself shredding, um, which we'll talk more about with Maximum Bob about. Uh, but also, um, like there are some live things of him, but they're all with the deli creeps. And pretty much in all of these, uh, he's wearing a mask of some sort. Sometimes it's more of like an ape mask or another type of Halloween mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he is wearing his, uh, you know, like Mike Myers type one that he wears on stage and then like a different thing on his head. Like I found one where I think he's wearing a plastic bag. Sometimes he's wearing the bucket, but it's not like all the time. Okay. So he's like intermittently bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely a bucket head. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Always. Always something going on. Okay, no, um, I like that okay. for the name of the episode. Intermittently what? bucket, but always head. Okay. I can I can I can I can get down with that. Intermittently bucket, always head. So um and then an era I say uh Praxis through early Guns N' Roses. So that's gonna be from 1992 up until 2002, a good decade, okay. Buckethead is pretty much consistently wearing um, the KFC 14-piece uh, value bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wears a couple different iterations of it, but it's mostly just the one that they had pretty much like all throughout the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by August 2002... Uh, on the second, I guess, essentially the second leg, but also kind of the second uh, GNR Chinese Democracy Tour, um, he finally puts 
the sticker on the 14-piece bucket that reads funeral oh, that he's okay. like pretty pretty well known for. Mm-hmm. So he wears that um, consistently on like every single show uh, I could find from August 2002 up into about 2008 where he takes a brief hiatus from uh, from doing like anything public. And then when he comes back, he has the all white bucket. Ah, like which like is going to be the fourth the era. White. He's just like, yeah, yeah. He bro. comes back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe he got really into fucking now because if he got really into Lord of the Rings, he would have written a lot of pikes about it. Well, let's be honest. Already, to say these pikes aren't about Lord of the Rings. We don't know. Interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah. Um, but then after that, uh, after 2011, Buckethead has worn just various different. Uh, buckets mostly uh, he's worn a couple different eras of the 14 piece bucket then he's worn the funeral one a few times and the white one a few times but now he just kind of mixes it up here and there interesting i like that and those I are think the, my favorite the bucket, look bucket is the all white bucket i think it's the the classiest I, I i i yeah i figured you'd like that the most i think the most iconic though is definitely the funeral yeah mm. which is why it's the one i use for like our logo uh and whatnot mm. is like that's, I mean, that's the one, when the world was exposed to Buckethead, when he was playing for Guns N' Roses, it was uh, actually pre-funeral sticker. Because oh, yeah. I'd say, like, the first time the world was really exposed to them was uh, when he played um, on the, I think, 2001 VMA Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guns N' Roses closed out the show, and um, Buckethead was there, but this was pre-funeral sticker. But then... Um, on the second half of that tour, and by the way, uh, we we have to go into the Chinese Democracy tour sometime because it's like the most hilarious tour of all time. There was like eight planned legs of the tour, uh-huh. and only like two happened, and only like five percent of the shows that they ever booked in that tour happened. It's really a fucking mess. Oh wow! Yeah, we and, we uh, I think we're gonna get into that when we take a closer critical look at Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. Anyway. Anyway. We listened to three more Pikes this week. Three more. Pike 34, Pike 35, and Pike 36. Yes, indeed. Um, respectively, Pike, that's the name of the album. Mm-hmm. Or it's Pikes. Thank you. Oh, Pikes. No, is it Pikes? Pikes, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right, because it's Pumpkin Pikes. Yeah. Um, thank you, Olingers. Mm-hmm. This is 35, and then 36 is The Pit. Mm-hmm. Um, these were three very different albums. Indeed. Very different. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. They, they were three different albums. I didn't think any of them was bad. Yes. Uh, I didn't think any of them was great. Um... But I, I kind of liked all of yeah. them. Yeah, uh, it was an interesting mix. Yeah, I would say that the mm-hmm. first album that was to Pumpkin. Wait, no, this isn't Pumpkin. Sorry, this is Pikes, no. the titular right. so, album of this entire project. So, I guess I have to so, assume. Um, which it is and it isn't. Um, let's just say this: this album, mm-hmm. Pike Thirty Four, literally sounds like something Spirit Halloween would give away for free. <laughs> To every customer <laughs> kind of i think it's better than that like oh, i'm not I saying that lo- that's bad i'm just saying like that's yeah. what it sounds like 
Yeah. So so it was made um, to be a direct companion album with Pike 33, uh, which is called Pumpkin. Though, uh-huh. And we listened to it last time on our last episode. Bucket Horror. Um, horror Head. Yeah. And it, it, that's very much, that's more like a kind of, I don't know, this this is more horror soundtracky in a way that it'd like be a good soundtrack to a horror movie. Whereas the uh-huh. other one, like, was a little bit more like Foley art and stuff. And so I, I feel like Pumpkin would be more like, uh, how do I put this? Better better is like kind of like background music and sounds and stuff like that, where this is would be better as like a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but yeah, this one, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. Interesting. Um, there was, yeah, a lot of uh, like very ambient minimalist uh kind of synth stuff pretty much all of it was like synth and samples uh there was some guitar here and there but not much yeah it's, there's there's some synths uh but it's a lot of mm-hmm. like just noise and uh you know. atmosphere mm-hmm. if you will you know yeah sounds like 1000 halloween sounds or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> i actually i don't know I actually thought it sounded quite a bit like a lot of stuff that, like, um, Alan Howarth did. Uh, he's a guy who worked a whole bunch with John Carpenter for, like, Halloween 2 through 5. And so he's the one who brought that, like, big synthy sound to Halloween. Okay. Because the first one wasn't, like, super synthy. It was a lot more, like, piano and, like, string jabs and stuff like that. But the other ones were, like, way synthier. Oh, and then he also did, like, Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. So he was he was he did all the stuff that with John Carpenter that made it sound like super eighties, and this sounded very like an eighties horror soundtrack, which was dope. Sure, uh, but one of the um, ones that's like less based around like big synthy melodies and more based around like just atmosphere, right. you know? Right. And um, I'm not sure if you listened to his other project at all, Death Cube K. No, I haven't. Okay, which is an anagram for Buckethead. Yeah. Um, but it's a project that he did that's that's mostly stuff like this, but then with guitar in it. Okay. And I actually think you'd you'd enjoy it. You should you should check it out. He's got three or four albums uh, with them. Some of them are one of them's like just exactly like this. Uh, God, I actually so because of this and because someone online said the this and uh, Pumpkin reminded them of Death QK. I listened to like two and a half Death Cube K albums nice. just to compare. And uh, it is pretty similar. There's a lot more like guitar on Death Cube K though, for the most part. It's, uh, it's pretty good though. And uh, it's these are very much that, but just kind of not as good. Sure. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Not a bad album, though. Yeah. Not a great album. Uh, it's it's an experiment. It's a bucket experiment, if you will. It is a experiment. bucket experiment. Yeah, something like that. Something like um, that. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend this one, but hey, you know, if, yeah, you, if you're would, doing a listen I mean, to yeah. the Pikes, it's not necessarily one that you would need to skip, but it is one that could be skippable. I True. Think. True. Uh, uh, that it, said, uh, it is a it is an interesting bucket experiment. It was interesting to hear him do something that is very much uh, 
a very soundtrack or like atmosphere driven thing. I, I feel like mm-hmm. Pumpkin is more of a noise album, whereas this one is more of like general horror slash Halloween atmosphere. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like the the other one had definitely like more foley, and uh, it sounded more like stuff was actually going on, whereas this is more just like to add to stuff going on. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I this one was definitely a lot softer, uh, a lot, you know, more ambient. I dug it yeah. though. It was uh, yeah. wasn't bad. Um, yeah, but I definitely don't know how many people I'd recommend it to. And like, you know, I'd recommend most of these albums to someone. Not sure. not all of them, but like most of them definitely have an audience where I could be like, oh, I know who would like this album. Um, this one though. You know, know, maybe some deep, <laughs> some deep horror fans who are really into like horror soundtrack stuff. I'd be like, hey, you should check out, you know, what Buckethead. Maybe people doing like a D and D campaign that need background music, even though they could just listen to Dungeon Synth. Or a D and D campaign, or like um, a DMT uh, suppository. Holy shit! That sounds wild. <laughs> Next day, you would have a holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Anyways, thirty-five. Uh, welcome to Olingers, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is that? Is it? Wait, is it welcome to Olingers or thank no? It's, you it's th- thank you Olingers. Thank um, you Olingers. Um, this is a power metal album with no kind, guitar solos, or kinda, like it has yeah, like one yeah. or two guitar solos. No, yeah, yeah. There's there's but, a guitar solo in track two, and then I think later in the album. Um, but. Uh, back up a little here. Uh, okay. Let's go back to the title here. Um, it's called Thank You, Olingers. Uh, Olinger uh, references a fellow named Jerry Olinger, uh, okay. who had a store um, in Manhattan called Olinger's uh, that sold, like, uh, it was famous for, like, having, like, the most movie posters in the world. And they just had a whole bunch of, like, old, like, movie memorabilia and shit like that. Okay. And it was, like... Um, Buckethead's favorite place to go when he was in Manhattan. Uh, mm-hmm. It they announced that they were closing the store down in October of 2013, and Buckethead released this pike. Uh, I think one week after they announced they were closing. How interesting! Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked this one. I thought it was fun. There's there's yeah. some good energy to it. It's Buckethead writing melodic riffs, which is always yeah. nice. Like he's always good at that, and mm-hmm. like this is. A rare circumstance in which I would say that this album, I think, would have been a lot better and more interesting if it had more guitar solos. Definitely, because it definitely felt in a lot of places, as you said, like a uh, a power metal album. And I, I even put, like, there is a song, track three, way in the back, that uh-huh. it starts with, like, a cool riff, and then it gets into, like, a ton of breaks where it's, like, the guitar going, da-na-na, and, like, the... Toms were going dun dun dun, like opposite the guitar, and the entire time I listened to that, and pretty much the rest of the song, it uh-huh. sounded like a Blood Fist song. <laughs> and that was a power metal band that we were in when we were like sixteen. Oh the yeah, listener. How and cool I, is that? We're pretty cool that we were in a power metal band together when at we were 16, sixteen in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bucket amazing, like bucket, that's... bucket amazing dog. Bucket amazing, bucket amazing, bucket amazing, bucket amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, it's 
pretty good. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Like a lot of the songs were, were like really melodic and like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, both you and I really like it when Buckethead does melodic stuff, and so yeah. and he can do such great melodic leads. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of riffs I heard on this album that were like, oh, that's a nice, that's a cool little melodic riff. Like mm-hmm. wow, that'd be really cool with a lead over it, and then the lead never comes. I mean, there's there's a yeah. lot of yeah there there's a lot of like lead like him doing really cool guitar tricks but not as a solo yeah just like, like in a riff yeah yeah like which he is did a whole bunch cool. of like string skipping hating, um and then there's you know. a the part on uh fucking track eight telling number uh kind of like halfway or near the end where he did like this tapping melody mm-hmm. um and it was just beautiful but also like super fast he did a thing i think he calls like nubbing which is like where he uses pretty much all of his fingers to tap um yeah, and it it sounds it, it was it was pretty cool. Like I uh, mm, I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I probably liked this album the most out of the three this week. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. No. It was, it, was, it, was, it reminded me of, like a soundtrack to a um a roller coaster with like a really like kind of new metal aesthetic, like a roller coaster oh. that, that has like I don't know tribal stuff on it. Uh, oh, um, and it's like trying the, to be all edgy and like I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that's like uh, a roller coaster called but, like the the Valkyrie's Back, where uh, <laughs> where it like flies you up to like Valhalla and you go through a big hall of metal, uh-huh. but then at the very end, that's when the drop happens and you go nice. into into like a you go like a, there's this huge drop and you go down to like posers and there's just like dudes uh-huh. wearing Cracker Jack clothes and yeah. being untrue. And uh, like being gay, but in a way that's not like dudes in leather gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the most metal. It is. It's it's weird. Yeah. Like, gay is both the least metal and the most metal, depending it's, on how you're it's doing really, it. Really? Yeah. It's weird. It's it's, it's one like, of those things. It's like one of those like magic eye puzzles. It's like depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it, it's going to be something different. Right. And like, uh, and that's yeah. Because because metal is like all about masculinity, and honestly, like when it comes to like you know like uh gays are like the most effeminate and the most masculine dudes yeah like the biggest most masculine dudes i know are bears in my life Uh, like they're all big gay bears and you just yeah they just they just like like butts yeah nothing wrong with that nothing wrong at all i like butts i like butts i like butts that was my take on the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. I like dirt. We don't need to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, we do. We always need to talk about Red Hot Shut Chili Peppers. Shut up. And we need to talk about when Anthony Kiedis raped like a 14-year-old girl. Oh, holy shit. I didn't know anything and about that. That sounds wrote, terrible. And wrote a Catholic high school girl's rule about her. Okay. Well, that's gross. Um... <laughs> Pike 36. Um, <sighs> what the fuck is... Pike? Oh, the the, uh, the hole. Uh, the, 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 what is the, it called? That's, that's, that's the gay version of the album. <laughs> the pit. There we go. The, that's the what it's pit. called. Right? It's, yeah, it's called the pit. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Uh, the pit. I This is an interesting album. I, I like that... Okay, so it's got two kind of parts to it. Right, There's right. There's like... This forlorn melodic 
very like atmospheric, pretty guitar side of it, and then mm-hmm. there's like kind of kind of similar stuff to to Thank You Oli. So so yeah, here's the thing. It's um it's seven tracks long, and track one through six are the pit part one, the pit part two, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And then track seven is called the Pendulum. So I'm guessing this album is kind of based on Edgar Allan Poe's The Pit and the Pendulum. Ah, there you go. Um, that makes sense. But in as much like the, the Pit does follow like an interesting thing where it's like sandwiched between this like spacey riff with a soft pad in the background and uh, some like slow drums and like a bluesy oh. solo. That That's like the very first track. And then uh-huh. the second half of the sixth track which is the last part of the pit part of the album. Uh-huh. Um, and everything in between is kind of the same, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. tracks two through five are, like... It's it's not bad. It's just, like, a lot of really chuggy, thrashy, heavy stuff with a lot of staccato, like... Like, a whole bunch of double bass playing the exact same... Like, riff-matching the bass and guitar. Sure. And it's... It's all right. It sounds all like right. to to me a lot of it sounds like a lot of the um like some of the better deathcore coming out of like the late 2000s. Sure. Yeah. Then it was all right. It's Speaking nothing. of which, people still message me about animosity like sometimes and I'm like, "Wow, animosity." I like, I people, saw animosity. People still care so much about animosity. Didn't it's they like break up I remember in like, like back in the day in like 2007 like uh. people being like, "Oh, animosity. Oh my god." Yeah. But they're still like that about that band. And it's like I get it because like, yeah. the people that are in that band went on to do some pretty interesting stuff to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. But like that band, I still don't feel like is interesting. So, I don't know. I don't get it. But No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all right. Like, I don't know. I feel that way sometimes about like, and uh, we're going to get like, people will listen to the show just to send me hate mail about this, but <laughs> I kind of feel that way about at the drive-in. Okay. Like they have, they have some good songs, but I don't really get why they were so influential to be honest. Okay. I've never listened to that band, so I don't know anything about them. They've got, they've got a few good tracks. Like they have a, a good album is the thing. I know people really like that band. I know. Like, people stand hard on At The Drive-In. And I like At The Drive-In. I just think they're like super overrated and I don't really understand why. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, people... Mm. Ooh, you <laughs> know like what I gotta stuff. make? I gotta make a meme um, where it's like uh, like at the drive-in, but they all have mustaches and are wearing, like, bowler hats and it's Scatman the drive-in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love that song. I love the music video even more. So. Mm-hmm. I can never remember which one is that one and which one's the Scatman's World. I think oh, they're the right. same video generally. Yeah. He's just like against a white background and then he's got so, like multi-ethnic people dancing. And that's, it's just the, that's the, the camera going like, yeah. Yeah, well, he's talks so it's like, everybody talk up to the right, all the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that 90s thing where the camera's just like, boom, like 
Like yes. someone watched the Vogue video for Madonna's Vogue, and they're like, "That's how all videos are gonna be until '98." And like nice. that was just how it was. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's like yeah, uh, up until Spike uh, Jones. The- that's all they could do with the camera on music videos. <laughs> yeah, cameras moving around a lot. Like that. Did you ever watch that thing that where it was like an infomercial for the Sega CD? It's like thirty minutes long, and it's like a scripted teen drama, but it's about the Sega CD. No, but it does sound like something I jerk off to. Oh, dude, it's fucking amazing! Like I will send that to you. You gotta watch it. It's great. Yeah, um, sounds like bait fest. I really liked the acoustic, a- atmospheric, melodic parts of this album. I like them did. very, very much. Yeah, and I so really yeah, I was gonna that, say uh, that part of it. So like the last, especially one the and final and track. Yeah, the particular. pendulum itself, I thought was the best track on here by far, and probably yeah. the best track on this album. Uh, I also really liked um, uh, alphabetical order from the last uh, one. Thank you, Olingers. That's the one that started out with a super weird guitar tapping. Those. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that one's super cool. Yeah, kind of sounded like that. That other one we listened to, Wall of Spiders, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was pretty good. Um, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so you know the I liked the beginning and the end of the album. The middle was fine. It was kind it, of a. It was fine. It was an all right sandwich. An all right sandwich. Yeah. Really good bread. Really good bread. Really good bread. Yeah, bread yeah. yeah. Sandwich it was like, was, yeah, it was like mm. an all right sandwich with an amazing yeah. bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Totally. Uh, that one's pretty good. It reminded me of, like, honestly, like, so because it was called The Pit, like, and the first song is, like, very, like, melancholic, um, mm-hmm. it made me think of, like, yeah, this is, like, this is, like, depression. This this is, like, depression. And then it got into, like, kind of, like, metal stuff, and it, like, made me less feel like it was about depression. But then the last one and a half songs mm-hmm. made me think it was about depression again. <laughs> Interesting. So I actually thought this would be cool for, like, a, um, like a Pirates of the Caribbean type ride based entirely on like the writings of Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. I okay. think that, that would be really cool. Like, you know, so, okay, well, explain to me what this, this ride is so, like. So ha- have you been on Pirates of the Caribbean? You know how no. that ride works? Okay, so the way it is is it's like uh, you get on like this river raft and then there's a whole bunch of like animatronic scenes happening that you float past. And that's that's what the ride is. And so it's like a float ride, so it's not a fast ride or anything, and it's like an entertainment ride more than like a thrill ride. Okay. Uh so you're just like watching scenes happen and that's kind of how it would be. So like Yeah. Same with sense. like the the haunted mansion. It'd be like a haunted mansion type ride where like each room that you go into is a different scene from like a different Edgar Allan Poe book that's like super scary like one room is yeah. a telltale tell, tell heart, and you like see a guy burying a man, and then like uh, in like the next scene in the room, you see him like going crazy because the heart stop won't won't stop beating. Yeah, yeah, under the floorboard. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know the pit and the pendulum. You know the, the guy trapped under a pendulum. Yeah, exactly. And you could use a whole bunch of different scenes from that. And I think this would be an awesome soundtrack for that. And you know because you've got a lot of different stuff, you could do like the more exciting brutal stuff with the metal and then you know the other stuff could just be kind of weird and spacey in the background sure yeah sounds good to me yeah i love it sounds amazing do it 
Ba da ba ba ba! It's Buckethead. Oh fuck! I came again. Oh no, that was an <laughs> early two thousands commercial. Never mind. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was wondering what was going to happen there. Well, yeah. So Brit Spencer, you got to recommend me something. Oh, I got a couple recommendations this week. Hey, man, getting into a couple things. Uh, first off, I'm going to go ahead and recommend what everyone has already watched. Um, I don't think you have yet, but I got into it because I got recommended uh, oh, no. by a few people. Uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that's super good. It's a yeah. real fucking delight. Real okay. goddamn good. Um, yeah. Can't recommend it enough. Just like powerhouse acting. It's so odd... I don't know why it was so compelling other than just like really good acting. And then, I mean, the writing was solid too, but like, I, I can't tell you what made it like so compelling and good. Cause I, I do kind of care about chess, but not really <laughs> not enough to watch tell a show about chess. about chess. I mean, I like the musical <laughs> Bangkok, Oriental city, but the city don't fall, but the, you know, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Of course. One night in Bangkok makes the hard man humble. Such a good song. So good. <laughs> That's actually behind Buckethead. Murray Head is my favorite head musician, I'd say. Oh, nice. What about Brian Head Welch? Fuck! <laughs> I, I gotta rethink things and masturbate. Yeah, so just turn your screen off. No. <laughs> I'm not going to turn mine off while I'm masturbating, but you should turn yours off so I don't have to watch you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I can watch the, the Huckabee head. It's like, you can watch me, I just don't want to see you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, your screen's still on, dude. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, yeah, I was thinking about checking that out. That is enough to push me over the edge. It's re- it's really it. quite good. Um, the acting is fantastic. I've never seen this actress before. Um, what's her name? Uh, and it's also like a mini series too, so they're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. It's a limited series. Limited series. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is her name, and she was so goddamn good. Uh. Oh, she was in The Witch! That's where I recognize her from. Fuck! She was so... Oh, she was 19 in The Witch. Okay, yeah. She's only oh, 24. Man. You know what the most annoying shit in the whole wide world mm-hmm. is? What's that? Okay, so my leather jacket... I say leather jacket. It's not a real leather, but it, it like looks like a leather jacket, right? Pleather. Um, I jacket. wear it a lot, and I have a pin on there that's like a black goat. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just like a black goat. I don't know. There's nothing... Not a black frank. What? Black Frank. I don't know what that means. Black Francis. What? Never mind. Okay. Um. Anyways, so I have this like black goat pin on my jacket, and I have been asked a a many times, like, "Oh, is that is that because of the witch?" That's what I meant. Sorry, Black Philip. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No. His like, name is I don't Black care Phillip about and... movies. Why would I wear movie memorabilia? Don't think I'm one of those people. And it makes me like upset every time it happens because I'm like, no, fuck off. The um, witch is really good. Though. It's just like, like, it's annoying. Like I would never buy movie memorabilia, like movie merch. I don't know. 
Really? Uh, nothing? I would, I mean, I'd definitely buy, like, a Neil Breen pin or something. <laughs> fucking rule. Nice. That's, that's, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, would say, I will say. Um, maybe a, a Tammy and the T-Rex shirt. I might buy yeah. that. That could. No, be there's tons cool. of movie memorabilia I'd buy. Like, movies are cool. Movies are cool, but, like, I... There are very few movies I like enough that I would want to have like merchandise for. Not to say that they don't exist. They definitely do. There are movies I like enough, but there are very few of them I like you? enough to, to wear merch from them. Was that you? Did someone just fall down in your place? No. What is that noise? Are you getting robbed? Hopefully. Hopefully they come and kill me too. Nice. Oh, well, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Cool. It sounded like a balloon popping. That was weird. That is weird. Yeah. So here's a recommendation for you, Brit. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I have one more recommendation. Oh, my God. Sense. Okay. Uh, no, this this is one that, like, I think you might even be excited about. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you might care. You could. Who knows? Um, so, you know, uh, Charlie Kaufman. The fellow who wrote yeah. uh, the scripts. He for... made that new movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about his new movie though. Uh, uh, although his new movie is supposed to be great, I'm thinking about ending things. Yeah, I've heard it's like impenetrable. <laughs> yeah, it, a lot of people cool. say yeah, uh, it's supposed to be good and weird and hard to get through, like anything he does. But he yeah. also speaking of great and weird and hard to get through. He wrote a novel, and it's called Ant Kind, and it's super good so far. Oh, wow. Um, How long it, is it? I don't know, like 500 pages. That's not that long. Yeah, you know, it's... How, uh, it's how a, far are you into it? Like 100 pages, so... Nice. We've got a while to go, but... It's, that's, that's it's, it's funny, weird, super, like, I mean, pretty much the entire thing is just weird introspection. That's like okay. all it is. And, but it's it's like based on a character who's driving somewhere and he's just like thinking about things while he does sure. things and it's super super good so far it's uh, if you like Charlie Kaufman I'd say read the fucking book because it's funny it's Sick. funny, it's smart it's got a great speech about having a big beard <laughs> it's good cool. Yeah. what do you got to recommend me bitch uh... That's a really good question. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Fucking bitch, get on down, fucking suck on the dick. I, th- I think I think we might have to make a fucking bitch get on down recommend me a thing. Song. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I will make a riff for that. Uh, Dude, if you do, I'll, I'll fucking hook that up, dog. Uh yeah, that's pretty good. Um, okay. So a couple of things. Um I have been working on kind of like making my living space make sense. And one thing that I've been doing to do that is by adding trash cans to various parts of my home. Um, where Every I, home I, needs I at least three trash, three and trash I've cans. I actually found this to like keep my house mm-hmm. significantly tidier just by having places to put filth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do recommend that. Uh, it's good. It's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also recommend um, 
you know, giving less of a shit <laughs> in place. general. Yeah. About everything. Yeah. Only I... because I found things hard <laughs> That's fair. to deal with when I take them too seriously. Yeah. It becomes overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we do live in a fucked up world that should be taken seriously if we want to like try to change anything about it. That is true. It's a balance, right? You gotta it you is. gotta figure out a way of doing that. It's caring, uh, but also it's, not caring in a way that makes your mental health not horrible. It's it's a balance by Van Halen. I think they're like ninety five album. You okay? You were talking about Van Hagar recently, right? I didn't imagine that. Yeah. Oh, it was 95. I just guessed. Fucking A. I rule. Cool. Um, I wow. don't rule. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm I'm sorry. Van Hagar. Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about about Hagar? I don't know. I think you said you were a big... You've been listening to a lot of Sammy Hagar or something. I, I don't know. I remember. didn't. I don't did I imagine that? Or did that happen? Did. I honestly don't know. You probably imagine. I feel like you were like talking to me about Sammy Hagar recently. I think it was oh, on PS4. Oh no, I thought Maybe I think it, it might have been when I came over and I was like singing one shot must hey, tequila two shots. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, when I was giving you your your birthday present, I think I was singing Hagar. Um, you, you you got it. you you know what's cool though is Sammy Hagar the horrible. <laughs> That is cool. <laughs> no, it's not. Shut up. No, um, it is. I also recommend painting your nails. I've been doing that lately. It's fun. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Is there any... I don't even know who the fuck that is. There's no celebrities named Bailey. Do you know that? Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's there. There's no. Well, what about Bailey's Irish Cream? Yeah, that's not because I can't make a fucking joke where I say huh, Beetle Bailey's Irish Cream. That's not funny. That doesn't make sense. Like Sammy Hagar the Horrible. All right. Like I I can make this joke, but no one will get it. Beetle Bailey Madison. Who the fuck is Bailey Madison? She's the most Who's famous Bailey? person named Bailey. She was on Brothers. What is Wait, that? I don't know. Fucking movie with Tobey Maguire from 2009. She was in Tobin. Bridget I fucking hated Bridget Terabithia. I had to read that fucking book when I was in school, and I was like, wow, this book fucking sucks. And then, like, I hated it, and I, like, got so mad about it. This was in, like, third grade or something. I got so mad about it, I went to my teacher, and I was like, I hate this book. I already finished it, even though it was, like, assigned to us, like, a day ago, and I hate it, and I don't want to think about it anymore, and they, I, I don't know, I got in trouble or something. It was dumb. But, like, that book sucked. I hated that book. Hated that book. Fuck that book. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's not as dumb as Island of the Blue Dolphins, which is another book I hate, but... Ah, it, you know what? I hate Bridge to Terabithia more than Island of the Blue Dolphins, actually. Um, significantly more, I think. So, I mean, uh, since we're mentioning books about dolphins, I gotta make a big recommend here for a, uh, a book called The Jolly Mon. Okay. 
um, by a little guy um, you may know as uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> he wrote a kid's book that, that my parents bought and repeatedly read to me and my brother, and the book came with the soundtrack. Oh, no. So Wait, when, when did this come out? I don't know, probably like early 90s, I'm going to say. Should oh, God, you were raised by Buffett, huh? No I... wonder your life has been one downhill trip to Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> brother. <laughs> no, no, I'm living in paradise as a cheeseburger dog. Uh, so the book was originally released on my birth year, 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, my birth year as well. All right. Are you ready for this from the cover flap? A superb songwriter and storyteller, Jimmy Buffett has combined his knowledge of oceanic folklore with his own experiences while sailing with his daughter, Savannah Jane, from island to island throughout the Caribbean. The result is The Jolly Mon, an original tale where music and enchantment, pirates and trickery, friendship and the loyalty of a very special dolphin create a timely story of adventure. Dramatic paintings by Lambert Davis reflect the artist's continuing love of the sun, the surf, and the sea. Many of the visual elements in these illustrations were suggested to the artist by Jimmy Buffett, who related many details of his own experiences while living among the people of the Caribbean. Here's Um, a book to be shared and treasured by young and old! Hey, that sounds great, but you... I'm sorry, you were pronouncing his name incorrectly. It's pronounced Jimmy Buffet. Like, I don't know if you know that, but you should. Cool. Well, anyways. (laughs) Jimmy Buffet has a daughter who's only like, I don't know. Nine years older than me. Jimmy Buff- Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. Got a daughter. Oh. You, so then, you should fuck Jimmy Buffett's daughter, dude. No, I gotta put a ring around that and fucking become <laughs> become <laughs> the heir the heir to Margaritaville. <laughs> Mar- Margaritaville, that's like a fiefdom, right? <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah, or the Duke of Margarita? I don't I don't even know. What do they got? Yeah, they're dookie. They are, sure. du- they are dookie. I'd say I'd actually say everything that Jimmy Buffett does is fucking dookie. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Green Day album, guys. <laughs> Do you have the time no, to no. listen to Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, to the Duke of 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 Margaritaville. The Duke of Margaritaville. I'm pretending to raise a glass, but I have nothing Uh, to drink anymore. You know what I say to the uh, Duke of Margaritaville? Masakila! That's that's a Sammy Hagar song. (laughs) I think that wraps everything up, honestly. Puts the bow on it better than I could have. No, no, we we're we're gonna convert this like a like a transformer into (laughs) um into a podcast specifically about like musicians who like have decided to retire in the tropics. So mm. Sammy Hagar. Yep. Jimmy Buffett. 
Buffet. Mm-hmm. Who else? Awesome. Like, I don't even know. That's all I I'm got. sure Orbison doesn't even live down there. Roy Orbison know. hasn't lived since the early <laughs> 90s. So I didn't know that. So, so I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. It's weird that you mentioned Roy Orbison because I was actually just looking. I mean, I, I just looked up the whole history of history of the traveling Wilburys the other day. So that's the only reason I know that he died in like ninety one. I think. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he died. I thought he was like around for a while. Um, R.I.P. Orbs. Yeah, I think I for I think for some reason I get him and Elvis Costello mixed up a lot. Okay, that's understandable. I guess they kind of have the same thing going. Wait. I'm thinking of someone else. I, I was saying Roy Orbison, but I was actually thinking of uh, Rod Stewart. That's who I was That's a very, of. very different person, Spencer. See, those are the two people that I get confused probably the most. No, I um, think he still lives in England or something, doesn't he? I don't know. Mm. Does anyone named Rod sounds like they're going to be like a, a porn guy? You know? Yes. What's uh? Where can where can I find you on the internet, Spencer? Ah, uh, you don't need to. Yeah, but if I want to stalk you and send you pictures of my crooked penis, <laughs> where <laughs> please the, no, theoretically no pics, say but, say uh, I have a crooked penis and a lot of pictures of it. Where can I send them to you on the internet, Spencer? <laughs> no. <laughs> say please. say I have a very straight penis that's not in any way crooked <laughs> but still somehow looks unsettlingly deformed where can i send those pictures to spence <laughs> i'm definitely not telling you where to follow so me what, now what's your myspace spencer myspace.com slash the original hippie killer you were that's great that's great. i don't think that that's what it is anymore which is why i said that but mm. what it was a long time ago right um, you can find Spencer at New Metal KS, New Metal Karate Society, New Metal Cult, a whole bunch of New Metal. Just look up New Metal K. He's not New Metal Karaoke. That's not me. But not I'm him. the other ones. All the other ones. <laughs> not all the other ones, but some of the other ones. Uh, I'm at the Queer Goth most places, and I also run our uh, at BucketCast account for Instagram. Yes, thank you. Um, reach reach out to us. Give us a handy. You know, give us a give us so many handies. It's like a standing ovation. Oh, I love that. Give yeah. us a give us a handing ovation, really. Um, <laughs> are you sending me stuff? Sending someone else stuff. Someone else. Sorry, give one thing. Yeah, I can hear you sending things. Cool. Can, can you hear the, like, whoop sound? Yep. Whoop, really? sent a text. Whoop, sent a text. <laughs> Am I right? No. Sorry, I didn't realize you could hear that. It's okay. Well, since you got to play that, I'm going to play the Jolly Mond for both of us. Oh, God. I got to go. Do the outro. <laughs> you know what Jimmy Buffett is? Is he's, he's Raffy for drunk old idiots. <laughs>
She's yeah, Raffy for drunk people with sailboats. He's literally singing children's songs. Like, that's all he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, Dude, that's yeah. so accurate. I love he, that. He, he sings children's songs about being an alcoholic. It's <laughs> so good. This is what I was raised on, Spencer. No wonder you're so fucked up. Like I know, dog. Like, I need to talk to my therapist about this shit. I should just walk into the therapist's office, sit down, and sing this word for word. <laughs> yeah, you should. Now, if I if I recall, uh, what happens in the book is um, Jolly Mon is like this this cool dude who like everyone likes, and he just hangs out in the sun. Uh, but then he's on his boat one day, and a bunch of pirates. They're like, hey, give us all your stuff. And then they kill him. And then he turns into a magic dolphin. Sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. That sounds great. I mean, I jerk off to stuff like that. So. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> nah, that was a test. I don't jerk off to weird shit like that, dude. That's weird. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, don't tell people what they could jerk off to. Or I'm not? not? I'm not. I'm not kink shaming. Just like, don't jerk off to Jimmy Buffett with dolphins and stuff. Yeah, it's probably better that way. I know. It's not very true metal. Uh, true metal karate society. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna do that and just repost every single meme you post, but with a man war logo on it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, this has been Brit. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket, a bucket cast. cast. Stay greasy, bucket boys, bucket bucket friends. Stay greasy, bucket friends. Namaste. Bye.